You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Today we have Jonathan Pleitner here with us. Uh, Joe and I are going to interrogate him about all the cool things he does off the clock. I'm looking forward to it. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, it's nice to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. It's a sunny Friday in Wisconsin, and there's nothing yeah. better. You got it. We yeah. are recording on July is it seventh seventh today. Mm-hmm. Waiting for my phone to kick out hey there. July seventh. It is a beautiful Friday afternoon here uh, in beautiful sunny Wisconsin. So, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and your Johnsonville story. Yeah, sure. So, I was hired at Johnsonville in 2013. I had just finished my PhD in meat science at uh, UW Madison. Wow! So okay. I'm a meat doctor. That's what <laughs> you can doctor. call me. That I don't wow. like to broadcast That's it. That's a great nickname. My wife always asks me for medical advice, and I keep telling her that I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> so that should clearly be the title of this podcast: the meat doctor. Doctor. <laughs> doctor. Oh, That's so, awesome. You have so, a couple doctors though working at the tech center. We right? do. We have. Yeah. Uh, not to pull away from yourself, no, but it's like all. it's actually a fairly normal There's thing. There's five or six of us that wow. have our PhDs yeah. uh, in meat science. So how long did that take you to get? So I worked on my master's and my PhD there. It took me about five and a half years. Okay. So I got my bachelor's from Purdue. I'm from Indiana originally. Okay. And I came up to Madison for my master's and my PhD. And um, when um, I was getting ready to graduate, I was looking around for jobs and career opportunities. And they had a product developer position open here at Johnsonville. And uh Hey fortunate enough to get it. That's awesome. All right, so you've been here now four years, right? Yeah. All in the same role then? Yep, all in the same role. Okay. Um, slightly transitioning around you know, business units and types of products, okay. but um, sure. um, ever since the fall of 2013, I've been working on international products, okay. so okay. stuff that we send overseas and export. Cool. Um, I have a hand in developing and commercializing those products. That's awesome. So you work a lot with Riverside then, right? Riverside now? a lot, um, more and more at Meadowside, oh, and okay. uh, some countryside stuff occasionally, and then co-packers as well. So I do... Um, the greatest part about the international business unit is getting to touch all of these different platforms of products. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just working on fresh stuff. I'm not just working on RTE smoked products. You know, I'm working on a variety of different platforms and products, which I think for me is great because it's it exposes me to a lot of different things. I get to meet a lot of you know, I meet the whole campus. I get to meet everyone on campus, which is yeah. great. Uh-huh, I get to cool. meet all these different people, and it's yeah. awesome. Um, so for me, I'm most grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I always so found it cool too, like. Uh, when I worked on the floor meeting all the people who come down and get to see how we make the product, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes they have a different idea. I mean, you've been here and you've yeah. been through a lot of stuff, but you know, whenever you get someone new down, you're like, okay, well let's break it down for you. You know what I mean? This sure. is, this is how our product gets made. It's so. great. I think everyone should have an appreciation of what it is that takes to get sure. the sausage out the door for sure. Sure. That's important. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jonathan. So tell us a little bit about what you do off the clock then. Sure. Well, I'm married to my lovely wife, Michaela. Uh, we've been married for three years now. 
um, June was our third uh, anniversary. Congratulations. Congratulations. Very much. Nice. And uh, we have a seventh-month-old daughter named Mela. Well, congratulations Mayla. to that, Mayla. too. That's yep. awesome. Yep, something oh, a little different and unique. Yeah, yeah. How's that going for you? It's awesome. Yeah. It's overwhelming, and it's <laughs> awesome. Mom's doing most of the work. That's, um, you know, that's I can't, always nice. I'd be you know, lost without her. So yeah. um, I'm extremely blessed and fortunate to have a lovely family. Great. Awesome. That's uh, awesome. We live in Port Washington. Okay. We've been there since we moved there in 2013. She commutes down in Milwaukee, and I commute up here to Sheboygan Falls, and oh. it's working really so well So it's like halfway. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Exactly that's awesome. Right. And Port Washington's yeah. a really nice it is a beautiful community. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was recently elected alderman of District Jeez. 5 in Port Washington. <laughs> wow. Good so, so let's break that yeah, down. So where did yeah. that come from? Like just yeah. one day you're like, this is something I'm going to Yeah, do. for sure. No, so I think, number one, um, ever since we moved there, you know, we're, we're picking these communities around southeast Wisconsin. You know, we, I like Johnsonville. She likes where she works. You know, I, I'm happy to be here. So let's get involved, right? Like yeah. if I'm going to live in Port Washington, let's live in Port Washington. Let's do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I started doing – um, some festivals and things around town, like kind of helping out, volunteering, things like that. And then, you know, just starting to learn the faces and the names around town in Port Washington. And, um, you know, the current alderman who I had known, he was stepping down, uh, just got some teenagers. And so he was looking, you know, it's yeah, busy yeah, and he's a more. busy guy. So he was stepping down and he said, you, you, you think about it. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I will think about it. Awesome. And I did. Um, I signed it, filled out all the paperwork and got all my signatures. And uh, I ran um, in April 2017 and I was elected. And so I'm just uh, about my third or fourth month here on the job. And so, wow. So what does an alderman, what does that entail? Sure. What are your jobs? Yeah, so I represent the fifth district in Port Washington. It's on the west end of town. Okay. And um, I serve um, on the Common Council. So that's the last um, sort of step before things get signed into law ordinances uh -huh. uh, in, sure. in, in the city. But I also serve on the Parks and Rec uh, Board, the Finance and License Committee. I just think about the TV show. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's exactly what it's like. It's not It's not what it's like. It's much more dull. Okay. Know? Okay. All right. Yeah. Way All right. Worse, so, yeah. No, there are definitely a lot of lesson opes out there, but um, not as many Tom Haverfords as you would like. <laughs> so, that's, that's true. Awesome. Um, and the, the Parks Director is a lot more positive outgoing than Ron Swanson. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, so, yeah. No, it's, guess, a, it's a I different guess. dynamic, yeah. but, you know, Hollywood. So, yeah. have you had any... Prior experience in you know government at all, like in college or anything like that, none. or just kind of none, Jeff. Actually, I just sort of got really interested in thinking about this, you know, because I think it's important that we all are a part of our community. You know, I think that's I think that's important. Sure. You know, I it's really important that we are involved in the things that are going on around us. And so I just that was one way that I thought I could make a difference yeah. in the city. So that's awesome. It's uh, it's great. It's really exciting. You know, it's it's. It's a job. You know, it's something to do. You know, it's four or five evenings a month, sure. which is great. I'm happy yeah. to do it. My wife was, you know, supportive, supportive to, enough, yeah. willing and supportive enough to let me do it. Um, awesome. So it's something I, I really enjoy. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. So I do kind of want to loop back to this new daughter thing. Sure. Okay, now, I've had I have a couple kids and um, it's stress. So what like what is that like ha having the new daughter and having her come home and all that? I mean. What, what have you learned, I guess? Yeah. What's so the, last seven months um, been like? the biggest thing for me was that I was on my own schedule. You know, okay. I, I, I run my schedule like clockwork. I'm up uh -huh. every morning at 4.30. I go for my run. I get breakfast. I drive to work. I go to work. I come home. What does your breakfast look like? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So my breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. No, it's delicious. Every day is the same thing. Because, so I, I mean, oh my, some people are like, wow, no, I swing and get McDonald's. Thing. But I do know you're a runner. So yeah. it's like, I don't oh. think you're yeah. eating that kind of I'm going to go for a run so I can eat my McDonald's. Hey, you <laughs> never know. There's a time and a place. I mean, okay. cheese curds and beer are definitely warranted at some good, points good. in time. For breakfast. So, I, uh, yes. every morning I have a banana. 
berries, blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, those guys. Um, I make my own yogurt. Really? So I eat this yogurt. Here we go. I knew I should have asked. Question, Joe. Thanks. And then a little bit of homemade granola on top. Homemade granola too. I make my own granola too. So um, every morning, that's my breakfast. What kind of dairy uh, is it? Like goat or is it? No, it's still cow's milk. I use um, like little like you use a little cup of of Greek yogurt as the starter culture, and then you grow. You know. Well, I suppose you are a a food doctor, so you you know how to do these things. Know the ways. Yeah, my wife won't eat it. (laughs) <laughs> um, she doesn't trust me, but um, well, she's also lactose intolerant. But oh, okay. Sorry. Don't. You, <laughs> yeah. So we can say that again. No, that's awesome. No, she's that's, like, we're, we're she won't it. eat it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust you. I'm gonna buy the store bought yeah, stuff that for I. Sure. That awesome. was made by somebody who I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, no, it's um, that's what that's what my breakfast looks like every morning. Okay. Sorry. And they, so continue schedule, on with your yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. So it's it's you my come home from work and then yeah, it's very clockwork. I run my schedule like clockwork. I like it, and it works for me. And then Mela was born, and then it and goes. Then, then the wrench was thrown in. Yeah. Uh, everything, yeah, everything just kind of falls off the wheels, okay. rails. Everything falls off the rails. So okay. that was the biggest thing for me. She actually came five weeks early. Oh wow! So did you have so everything ready? No, we didn't. Oh, we had her her baby shower um, on Saturday, and she was born on Monday. <laughs> oh. So hey, at least you had the shower. Oh, for yeah. sure, right? All that good all stuff. The stuff uh-huh. yeah. All, <laughs> all the free stuff. stuff. Oh, all the free stuff. It was great. Um, so, yeah, she came early, and um, she was actually in the hospital for about two and a half weeks. Okay. okay. My wife was in the hospital for four nights, so I stayed with my wife and slept in the hotel room with her when she was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was she came home on Christmas Eve. Oh, awesome. So That's perfect. awesome. Yeah, so Merry we Christmas. were... I drop my wife off there every every day to spend the day with her, and I pick her pick him up and see. Oh, after sure, work. sure. Awesome. So she came home on Christmas Eve, and then um, she's been home ever since, and it's uh, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah, uh, we uh, we were really blessed because she actually started sleeping through the night at three months. Oh, jeez. So it it's been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. So, that's, so Jonathan's that's back to his old schedule that's again. A gift right that's there. right. Oh, yeah. for sure it is. Yeah, it's great. Wow. So it's a, it's an incredible feeling. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Jonathan, break this down for me. We have heard through the grapevine that you are a runner. You mentioned it before, and it might be something having to do with why we pulled you in here today. You run marathons, and not only marathons, but ultra marathons? That's right. That's right. What is an ultra marathon? So, technically, an an ultra marathon is anything that's longer than 26.2 miles. So, are you crazy? (laughs) (sighs) You know, I get asked that a lot. (laughs) Everyone does seem to ask me that. You know, they say, oh, what? For that long? Don't you get bored? What do you think about all day? What do you you really, what are you doing all day? I said, no, I just, I'm out for a run. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Where where did this whole thing start? Yeah. Because it's not like one day you just wake up and be like, I'm going to run 100 miles today. You probably watched Forrest Gump, didn't you? Ah, <laughs> that is the inspiration, isn't it? <laughs> so, no, I um, actually, I just started doing it, you know, kind of at lunch, you know, in college, just going for a quick little two, three, four mile runs, you know, and all that other, all that other stuff. And, uh, you know, eventually I got to thinking, like, this is, this is okay now. You know, you, you see enough people out and about, they're running, you can, you see people wearing marathon shirts, like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool i wonder what that's like I wonder mm-hmm. what that I wonder what, what that entails you know like this is good it's fine you know i've i often tell people you know it's it's harder to get from running zero miles to three miles than that three miles to 26 miles that three miles to 26 miles is easy really it's the, it's the hardest part is just getting, getting started getting started getting out the door and doing it so you know by that time i've been running for two or three years you know at lunch every day two three miles four miles five miles whatever it was 
And then I got to thinking like, you know, we should, we should probably try to turn this into something, you know, like let's, let's get more serious about it. Um, so then in, uh, 2011, I had run some half marathons before then off and on whatever friends, you know, fun stuff. Um, and then in 2011, I thought, let's, let's do this. Let's do it this year. So I, I got a training plan together. I, I made a training plan for myself and I followed it almost to the letter. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I uh, went out um, in August of 2011 and ran my first marathon. Wow. And it was, I, I would say it was, it was easy. Huh. Um, I'd been running for five or six years by then. And um, at that point, it was just another day. And at that point, had you run 26.2 miles before that? Or I had not. See, that's the thing I find surprising is most people's first marathon, that's the longest they've ever run then. You know, they never push themselves to that point. I'm sure. like, it's kind of like playing a game of baseball and stopping after seven innings. For and sure. And then going and playing a full game. And you're like, you know, that's no, doesn't make sure. sense, but that's what it's happens. It's interesting that you say that, Jeff, because most of the training plans or things you see out there tell you to run 20 miles as your longest run before a marathon. Fine. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And that's, I think, the number that we've come up, you know, society has come up with as a number <laughs> to run before you run your yeah, marathon, yeah. right? 20 miles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's anything magical or special about it, to, in my mind anyway. Sure. So it's can, interesting. Can we break and I, I don't know how to put this, so I'm gonna just put it as as best as I can. Can we break down your the the your diet, the the breakdown of how you're running, things like that? Because sure. I, I have to say, I'm looking at you here, and most marathon runners that I know are like like borderline way too skinny. Sure. And you are like you are like well built, Thank you, you know, Thank very you. well put together. And I'm sitting here like you run more than twenty six miles like how oh, you know the nicest thing anyone's ever said i'm just saying because most people are like no the i run marathons i'm like i can tell you know what for i mean sure and for yeah you, you know it's it's interesting i guess i never really put um such you know i was never a runner in high school okay. i was an offensive lineman in high school okay. so i never i was already already kind of big and broad and you know not a slight muscular not muscular not slight of frame for sure, sure. so <laughs> i just never felt compelled um, to get skinny, mm-hmm. I'd still enjoy. I still enjoy food, certainly. Um, you mentioned the beer and cheese curds. Yeah, so. obviously. I mean, that's <laughs> why, why you're in Wisconsin. Yeah, and I just want to clarify: so. you are not fat. I mean, I mean throw the, <laughs> you're not the fat. listeners out there who don't know. No, Jonathan, Jonathan is like. not a large man at all. He's just he's well built, you know. And and most people who he's not do those slight things. of frame like Joe most, is. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people have asked me like, "Hey, what's wrong with you? Do you eat?" You know, and it's like, "Well, yeah, of course I eat." You know, so. yeah, and day, you know, so, so for me. The running, it's 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 something fun to do. It's an outlet for energy and for exercise and just to feel good, you know, to get those endorphins flowing. But I'm never out to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I'm not out to break any. You actually have to qualify for that? You do, you oh, do. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah so typically. Yeah, well, it's run under a certain time, correct? Yeah, depending on your age. And then you, you'd have to have a run a course that's Boston qualified, certified. Okay. And um, so, yeah, no, I'm never going to. I say never. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> life ahead yet. of me yet. Yeah. Not um, yet. But it would require some rigor. Okay. And okay. for me, it's just about getting out and having fun. Yeah. And it's not for speed. It's not for – I'm not ever trying to break a time or a personal record. You're just out there enjoying the. Yep. Enjoying it. That's right. Because I get, I, you get that runner's high, and it feels great. And mm-hmm. I'm just not um, of no, that. Never been there. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> never, had, never had it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I do yeah. want to I want to go from the – I suppose. Do we want to talk more about the diet then? Well, yeah. I mean, what not, do you not to get away from it? I guess. Do you do you eat anything special? Because uh, you know, there are some people who dive into this like sure. at yeah. first. You know, and yeah. You said you're pretty routine with your day, so I mean, yeah, that's yeah, gotta help. definitely. So you know, if it's a normal normal weekday, you know, I've got um, granola, yogurt, berries, and bananas for breakfast. I'll have another piece of fruit about nine o'clock in the morning. 
Um, about lunchtime, I'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, I'll have I a bag. Of, I'll have a little baggie of pretzels, and I'll have an apple. Um, about three o'clock in the afternoon, I'll have carrots and some little baby grape tomatoes. <laughs> Um, this is the healthiest I know, day I, I've ever feel bad about myself. I'm, like, I'm just eating chocolate bars like all oh, day long. Don't it's don't fool yourself. There are some chocolate balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for sure. That's so funny. then that's about that's three funny. o'clock in the afternoon. I'll come home, maybe have a little snack, some you know, some uh, bowl of cereal. Maybe I'm um, very fond of bowls of cereal. Okay, great. Um, sugary like cereal. Wheaties? Or uh, no, like, no, no, like you know, like Apple Fruit Jacks, loops. Frosted okay. Flakes, Perfect. good stuff. Good. Right. So something fun, right? <laughs> Um, calories. I totally yeah, oh, calories. for fun, for sure. <laughs> They're great. So then my, you know, well, I'll make dinner for my wife and I. Um, I usually get home before she does, so I'll make dinner. Um, you know, salmon, grilled chicken, chicken in the oven um, with, you know, last night we had asparagus. Um, Love asparagus. Broccoli, oh. cauliflower, uh, green beans. Hey, now, dinner you, at the plate, nurse. Have you always been this health conscious? I mean, you said you were... Like in high school, you weren't really into the running thing. So, I mean, when did this kind of kick in? Or, or if it, you know what I mean? Yeah, is it because sure. of the running or is it because of. I mean, I know I could change better? my diet, but I just don't. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> sure. especially, you know. For sure. No, I think one follows the other, Jeff. You know, you just. I notice now when I eat poorly. Oh, you know, sure. My body will tell me that you're you're sure. kind of goofing around here and you should take yourself <laughs> more seriously because hey, I will hey, feel hey. bad. I will feel bad the next sure. morning. You know, if you have sure. a heavy, a late night or a heavy night, you know, it's, it's, it makes a difference. So I just, it, it transitioned that way. You know, when my mileage started increasing, I thought, yeah, I probably should start eating better. Yeah. And, and I did. And, um, you know, fortunately my mother kind of force fed us fruits and vegetables growing up. Okay. And so, you know, you know, you hate that. Thanks mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. You hate that growing up, but yeah. of course you realize how important it is later on. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a typical day for me, but you know I could go through life eating the same thing every day and be happy. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother me. That's awesome. Um, all right, so let's transition then from your first marathon to now ultra marathoning. Sure. Like, I would think that that's kind of a big step. Most people just do their marathons and they just keep going, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, let's sure. bump it up, it, kick it up a notch. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. So I actually had uh, had run my first marathon in August. And I was at a party the next weekend with um, a lot of my friends in college were Ironmen triathletes. Oh, awesome! Wow. So I, had a lot of pe- I knew a lot of people that did that. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them said, to, you know, I just told them like, you know, I just ran my first marathon. They said, well, you know, what are you what are you going to do next? I'm like, huh? What am I going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just so happened um, that the first marathon I ran was in West Bend, um, oh, Southeast okay. Wisconsin. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, there was a trail ultra marathon um, in uh, Glenbeela, Glen Greenbush. Oh, sure. Fantastic. In that area. So this was a few weeks later. I'm like, yeah, you know, I probably could. <laughs> and so I did. I signed up for it um, six weeks later, and I was just – I was counting on the fact that I was in shape for 26 miles, so I could probably be in shape for 31 miles. 31 miles. 31 miles, And this yeah. is like – you yeah, said it's a trail, like it's across yeah. the country, terrain, right? Yep, yeah. yeah. So most of these ultra marathons that you'll find, actually almost all of them are in the trails. Wow. On the trails, in the woods. Um, they're off the you know beaten path. They're not on concrete or asphalt. Huh. So it's a lot more forgiving. Um, on the knees, on the body. Sure, yeah. sure. And so it makes, makes it makes it a lot easier that way. Of course, you've got hills and other things to contend with, mm-hmm. um, roots and branches and rocks and all that other good stuff. But um, it's a different sort of mindset too. You know, on, on the road, if you're running on a flat road, you can run. But if you're on the trail, you know, you're hiking, you're walking, you're trudging, you're running. You're eating, <laughs> you're drinking. <laughs> so it's it's a different it's a different sort of mindset. You know, 
roadrunners and trail runners are different they're different breeds of, of so runners. do you ever even go back to just a marathon anymore yeah so it really depends for me um what events i sign up for depending on my schedule what okay. I've, if i've got a free saturday um if i what i'm doing that weekend if there's something around local that i can just drive to in the morning oh, and come back yeah. in the afternoon um so <laughs> just gonna go run my marathon yeah be back and see you later, Double <laughs> see <hours>. later. <laughs> Kayla, it'll be fine so um, for me, it's all about my schedule. And so last year, um, I ran six races, three of which were marathons and three of which were ultras. Oh, wow. And so really, it's just what have I got? What am I doing that weekend? Well, and plus in Wisconsin, the, the, the season, the running season isn't very long, right? I mean, you've got or do you do winter yeah. marathons? No, for sure. So um, usually there's there's races that start as early as April. And some of these trail runs will last until November, December. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, there are usually a couple ones in the winter, but I'm not, you know, I'm a cross country skier in the winter time. Okay. I'm not. I really, was just gonna ask that, yeah. you know. You I'm not really a long distance runner in the winter time. I'm more of a skier in the winter time. So, mm-hmm. um, the earliest marathon I've done is in April, and the latest one I've done is in uh, December. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, y- it just depends. What's, How long what's are cross country ski? I mean, those courses. Um, typically, you've got like uh, things that are 25 kilometers, so that would be about 15, 16 miles. Okay. And they've got like the ultra marathon distance, like the the 31 miles, 25, 26 miles. Wow. So it just depends on what the uh, the course is, like the the Burke Biner. Um, they've got a uh, 33, 34 mile course and a 15, 16 mile course. Is there anybody else from Johnsonville who who also kind of does this that you've heard of? That all? does um, like any of any this? of this stuff. Yeah. Um, there are I, a few. I of know us. like Jane Matthias. She does like the triathlon. Yep, type she does stuff triathlons. Um, there's a group of us uh, that go at lunchtime sometimes for lunch runs. Okay. Um, on around the country roads around here in Chicago Falls. I think I've seen you once or twice. Yeah. So there's a few of us. Um, I guess I've not really talked to many other people that that do. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's just something that I do. It's not something I really like to. Oh yeah. Podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Until now. <laughs> Until we put a microphone in your face. So, yeah. you know, it's just something I do and I just kind of it's what I do. That's awesome. So, yeah. what's the what's the longest um that you've gone? Cuz you you keep yeah. saying 31 miles or whatever. Yep. Is that the longest or is there uh, cuz I've heard miles. of like the 100. Yep. 50, 50 miles. 50 miles. Yeah. So, the good thing, good or bad thing, whatever you like to say. I'm trying to trying to wrap my head around that right now. We've got engineer Krista <laughs> in the background there, and she's she basically already <laughs> she's she's breathing heavy over there because she's thinking about it. Yeah. So miles. so the good thing about uh, twenty six or thirty one or even fifty is that something that you can just sort of train for and still live your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still have a beer, I can oh. still have cheese curds and brats and Fantastic. You know, fun stuff, and still run fifty miles. When you're talking about a hundred miles. That's um, that's a that's a lifestyle. That's a commitment that you're out. That's my that would be my free time. Oh, that sure. would be all of my free time. You'd have to get a divorce, get rid oh, of your yeah. kid. I uh, just no, felt like Sorry. running. <laughs> yep, I'd have to live in the woods. Sorry, guys, we're we're done here. Uh, so wow. I gotta go run. In answer to your question, Jeff, the longest race I've run is 50 miles. Okay, um, and I've done that four times. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, You're just like that was fun. Let's do that again. Yeah, let's do it again. So yeah, it takes kind of all day, um, <laughs> about nine to hours, and so that's some people day. more than a day. You know, yeah, two or three. You know, that's no fine. Whatever it takes. It's a weekend. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's that's the mentality that I have. Like it's a Saturday. I should be enjoying myself, and that's how I like to enjoy myself. That's so cool, though. I mean, so hey. I, earlier said like the question you get is, "What do you think about when you run?" And yeah. I would have never thought that, but I am curious. What is there something? Yeah, you just zone out, or do you just run, or so is it kind of clear your mind? Because I assume that's what you did. In, mm-hmm. in yeah, I definitely have to clear my mind because 
you have to focus when you're on the trails and you're up and down and around and, and you're, oh. you're, you have to kind of watch your feet because you could easily trip and fall and, you know, hurt yourself or sure. whatever it is. You know, you, your, your mind is focused on, you know, two feet in front of you just to make sure that you're, that you're running wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, it, most of the time you're just zoning out, you know, it's, it's my time. I just, uh, I guess I don't even really know what I think about it. Okay. Huh. So see, off. I know for myself because I do some treadmill running or, you know, things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's no brag, like Joe. No brag. Uh, you know, it's, I got it on the whole random thing, so it goes up and down by itself. I really don't know. Uh, but I will find, though, like if I'm, if I'm getting bogged down, I'll start to – and this is getting, like, weird now, but I'll start to, like, imagine myself in, like – awesome situations like <laughs> winning <laughs> from something no like winning state football as a coach oh. or like you know just oh, things like and and sure. i think that's where my endorphins come from then because it's like i'm imagining myself like awesome <laughs> and it just like pushes me through yeah. to that next mile that i wanted to mm-hmm. get for that day or something and yeah so but i guess if you're up literally randomly running up and down hills yeah. you know you, you can't be doing that no no for sure i'm just sort of you just turn your brain off and you just go Cool. So then how long does it take you to do 50 miles? Yeah. What, what's so your, what my fastest time was um, 9.29, nine hours and 29 wow. minutes. Okay. Um, and that was a really good day. The weather was perfect. It was late in the season, so I had lots of mileage under my belt that season. Um, and it was just a really perfect day. Um, so anywhere between nine and a half and 10 hours. You know, okay. something like that. Do, does any, I mean, does your wife come out and cheer you on? She used to. I told her just <laughs> to stay home. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's, it's, you know, what if she, you know, she'd have to see me. Then she'd park and then drive seven (laughs) miles to the next trail crossing and see me again and like nah you You got it you enjoy your saturday too it's your weekend too so i just you know she used to and i i told her you know enjoy your saturday because show up at the end you know pick me up yeah Yeah. no big deal so it's it's all good yeah but like the shoe like i just think you'd have to like you burn through shoes like you just you buy a new pair of shoes you do your ultra marathon you chuck those bad boys away and yeah for sure sponsorship deal should we (laughs) we start plugging you i would love that should we okay well we'll start getting sponsors for john anybody out there want to buy him a pair of shoes because i do need them these ones have holes in them he's got a baby kids he's got babies he's got holes in his shoes guys he's running 31 miles with holes in his shoes everybody donate 50 cents we'll put up a bucket somewhere for thanks john what i mean for real though what are there special shoes there are special shoes i don't wear them i wear road shoes um you know the, the terrain in wisconsin in southeast Wisconsin, it's not that technical. You know, there are rocks and roots and sure, you know, there, there's some of that. But, you know, you're not talking some of the hardcore stuff like out west. Okay. And so I can get away with road running shoes on the trails and be just fine. Awesome. Um, and so I just, I, whatever terrain I'm running on, I just wear the same shoes and I found a brand and a shoe style that works for me and I just sort of buy that same shoe over and over and over again. So, so how many do you think you go through in like a season, a year? Uh, about two to three pairs. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's a big... I mean, that's the, that's I mean, the expense. Because yeah. yeah. they're not, they're they're not, not cheap, cheap, I'm sure. They're no, you know, I mean, I can usually, you know, I'll buy last year's last year's model oh. for oh, sure. 75, <laughs> sure. 80 bucks. And so, you know, it's the same <laughs> shoe. It's just last uh, year's model. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah. got one less stripe on it. Yeah. yeah. It's so fine. that's your Christmas present, your birthday present, oh, yeah. <laughs> and your Father's Day gift. Oh, yeah. Shoes, just three sets of shoes. Just give me some so shoes and I'll be happy. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Um, so do you wear like a belt, you know, like with a water bottle and you said food, sure. you're yep, like food, eating? Yeah. So fortunately these races, um, they're set up somewhat similar to like a road race and where there's aid stations set up every so many miles, you uh-huh. know, every seven, eight, ten miles. And so really when it, when all I do for, for my races is carry a handheld water bottle. 
Okay. About, you know, 16, 18 ounces of water and carry a little gel in there with me. I don't like gels, those running goo and gels that you see around I've, there. I've tried what, those What before. is that? I mean, it's just, I don't know yeah, what that is It's at like all. a little packet. It's no bigger than the half a palm yeah. of your hand, and you just rip it, and you squeeze it in your mouth. It's what is it? Sugar. Hot. Yeah. It's, it's sugar. Like maltodextrin sugar. Yeah. It's like caramel or berry flavored or chocolate flavored or oh, whatever you can yeah. imagine. And yeah. they're, they're okay. They're, they're nothing. I wouldn't eat them okay. for lunch. Coming from a professional, I'm not going to try these things. No, they're yeah. not bad. I mean, well, not bad. Jonathan's used to bite saying weed. he doesn't like them, though. But so. if I had my choice between a gel or a Snickers bar that someone left at the aid station, I'm having that Snickers bar. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm having real food. So, you know, for me, I'm carrying water, or I'll have water at the aid stations. And then in terms of food, you know, if they've got the best thing, if you're running ultra marathons, is boiled salted potatoes. Wouldn't so have even thought of that. These these the folks that run these races, they're they're small. Is that like a potato type. chip? No, it's a potato. Like if you boil a little baking potato, just boil it. Okay. And then they'll have a bowl of these things sitting there, and next to the bowl will be a bowl of salt. So you take the little potato, dip it in the salt, and you eat it. It is the best <laughs> thing ever. He's licking his lips over it's there. It's the so best thing ever. What? Oh. Just the flavor of it? Or yeah, is, because or at that point, your you're body. losing all the salt through your sweat. Oh. And so, you know, if you you know you're getting dehydrated and, and lacking salt if you start to develop salt crystals and salt formation on your on your cheeks and on your face. Wow. And so you'll know if you're, you know, dehydrated and, and desalinated. Huh. So that's really good. Um, you know, cookies, they've got cookies or M&Ms or pretzels or things like that. Salty and sweet stuff is really what I go for. Jerky, sometimes I'll pack beef jerky when I'm running. So pretty much whatever you eat in the break room. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so definitely. you're like, I can't eat this stuff outside of the race. But during the race, I'm eating all I the Snicker it. bars. I, all yeah. it. I mean, know. there's no, I mean, there's beer in my diet, but there's no soda in my diet. Okay. But when there's flat Coke. It has to be flat, though, because otherwise you're all carbonated oh, when you're yeah. running. Mm, so they put flat Coke out there, and Coke is just the best thing ever when Re- you're running. Really? Just quick oh. sugar. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Makes sense. Yeah. That's amazing. So, huh. yeah, that typically a race So do you actually stop then when you hit these places in ETH, or you just kind of kind of grab and go? Grab and go. Yeah. yeah. Grab and go. There's always some some uh, garbage cans right after the aid station, so you have oh. a quick quick slug of water and then dump it and, and all that stuff. So I'll usually I'll walk through them or kind of like – Take a break and take a breath and keep walking, but don't stop. Obviously, that's the biggest thing. Don't yeah. stop. Keep moving. Keep moving. Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you stop, will you cramp up and stuff or what? No, it's just a matter of uh, <laughs> your more body of doesn't a... want to start back. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's exactly right. If you sit down, oh man, it's over. <laughs> Game over. Game over, man. <laughs> so yeah, the biggest thing is that it's a it's more mental than physical. You know, like you just got to keep going. You got to keep pounding those miles out. Mm-hmm. So you better not stop and sit down. You got to keep going. Wow. Cool. Huh. Yeah. I think it's awesome that we started talking about one thing, but it was all this other stuff, the alderman and the family and all the dieting stuff. So <laughs> far, we found that out, though, with everyone. It's like once you get rolling on one thing, there's just so much that everybody here does. Yeah, and you think like everybody's like, oh, that's the only one thing I do outside of work. It's like, no, you do this, you do this. And yeah. People don't realize it's interesting. And each thing, asks the you dive into a whole bunch of other stuff yeah. within that one thing. So yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And Jonathan, I've known you probably since you've started and um, – done a couple commercials with you and stuff so it's it's been a pleasure you're a stand-up gentleman thank you very much so it's but it's just crazy and interesting to to hear this other side of you that i had no idea (laughs) yeah it's really cool i think that's the important thing people do interesting things all the time Uh uh-huh so i really appreciate the i always say i always say it takes all kinds to make brats you do it's true you do it is it does it does all right well thank you very much jonathan as always and um keep running Thank you.
I'm Jonathan Pleitner. Thanks for joining us today on Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way.